It's the Locked On Canes podcast, where it's all about the you. My name is Fred Purdue. I am your host, and today we have a jam-packed show for you after the Miami Hurricanes win a huge game against Pitt on the road in a game I am I picked wrong. The Hurricanes finally found themselves, and we're here to break it all down for you. But before we do that, make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Locked On Canes, and make sure you go follow myself on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB. So let's talk about the aftermath of this pit Miami game where Miami was really tested. They were asked to finally put a full game together, and it wasn't pretty. We're not going to sit here and act like they were uh, a perfect team. There wasn't an offensive explosion, but the one thing we did see uh, early on was the Canes finally finished a game. You know, when I look back at this game, I look at how, you know, we started out. The Jaron, it was Jaron Williams, and then it was Nikosi Perry. Jaron gets hurt, and you know the rest of the season has really been the Nikosi Perry show. And it came down to Nikosi Perry not playing well, which I expect that to happen at some point. He's just not the guy that, for in my opinion, what fits what Miami's wanting to do. And at some point, he's going to make the mistakes, or he's just not going to make enough of an impact in the game that. You know, Manny Diaz would have to at least at some point go in and say, I need a change, a spark at quarterback. And Jaron Williams, who showed up at the very end of this game and made play after play after play, and he has been the guy to really spark this team. Now, can he consistently put that that together week to week? That's yet to be decided. But uh, when I look at how Jaron really came in, he made throw after throw. He made a long t- third down run where he actually extended the game because Canes weren't really moving the ball at that point and he just found a way to make play after play and it was huge for this team Um, but with Jaron his return at QB has been you know it's a sight for sore eyes and you know I've always been a part of this whole Jaron Williams train where I'm expecting him to make plays. I'm expecting him to be that pocket-passing quarterback that Miami has really lacked. He sees the field pretty well, so that's a good thing. Uh, The running game wasn't really doing much at that point in the game. And, you know, the defense put us in a position where we had a chance to – we had to finish the game and get a touchdown to win it. So it wasn't like the defense was playing. Despite the three turnovers in the first half, Miami still had to find a way to, to win it with a touchdown. And speaking of that defense, you know, missed tackles was a thing. So we had 27 missed tackles last week against Georgia Tech. But then the Canes have eight. We counted eight missed tackles uh, against the Pitt Panthers. And that is huge because – you know, getting back to fundamentals, Manny Diaz said that that was huge. And let's not act like he's they, they aren't doing anything different because they're really not. It's the execution. And execution is huge for in practice. It has to translate to the actual game. And ultimately, it came out to a win. Uh, a win is a win. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you find it. You find a way to get that win. And the defense, while not great, found a way to make three turnovers. Uh, a lot of the things that they've been coaching and preaching, Manny Diaz, Blake Baker, uh, on the defensive side, have been preaching all season long. Is finally starting to click. Uh, DJ Ivy had two interceptions. That was huge. Uh, also, another fumble uh, to to get a turnover. So three turnovers in the first half. Now, 
Uh, when I talk execution a lot of times here, I'm thinking to myself, I need points off of turnovers. Uh, really only seven points off a of turnover, off of three turnovers. That has got to improve. I, I looked back into yesteryear and I say to myself, I'm still saying the same things uh, two years ago uh, when I'm reminded of old social media posts and I say, you know, points off turnovers. Where's the points off turnovers? You're getting three and four turnovers, but you're only getting the touchdown out of it. You have to capitalize on things like that. But it is a good sign to see the turnover chain is back out and in and, and its glory again. It's been a while before since we've seen it. But it was good to see the defense got back on track. Now, for me, the emergence of the kick game, which Tanner Price, the third-string kicker, has uh, he completed a, his lone field goal, which was a distance of 22 yards. Uh, pretty much a chip shot, extra point field goal, which I'm not – I'm not super impressed by. I mean, you're supposed to be able to make those. Um, we'll see going forward how reliable he is over a guy like a Bubba Baxa uh, or a Turner Davidson. But when we start talking distance kicks, your 35-yard kicks, in which Manny Diaz decided to go against a 35-yarder and a 43-yarder, understand, understandably for both, uh, in not so great conditions, uh, but it shows how much, um, how little confidence he has in the kicking game. And still, again, 22-yard kick. It was good to see. It was huge uh, to help the Canes put up a 10 put up a 10-0 lead early in the game. Uh, and I, I want to see more. I just come away wanting to see a little bit more and a little bit more each time. I think it'll happen. It's just going to take time uh, for these kickers to, I guess, get to get, get it together. Uh, the kicking game is just something. It's been a problem across college football from the best of the best at Alabama all the way down to uh, Miami at this point. So don't expect a ton from the kicking game. I don't have these outlandish ex- expectations of a kicker that's coming in booming 50-yard kicks. Uh, can, if we can we can work on these 25 yarders, 35 yarders. Maybe we can get it to about 40 yarders, and maybe make it a a, a clutch kick here or there may matter. Uh, a kick in the middle of a game that doesn't uh, that can just give me give me three points. I'm happy with. So that was one of the things that really caught my eye in this in this game. Uh, unfortunately, Miami. Of course, when you have the good, you also have the bad. Uh, Miami struggled on third down which has been an Achilles heel for them throughout the season. And really, over the last few years, it's been a problem. Uh, third down, just it just seems to – it's just a headache because not only do penalties kill you, but the, the distances in which these third downs come, and it hurts so much. Miami was 12 – I'm sorry, 2 of 13 on third down, which is just abysmal. Um, they – even though Pitt was 9 of 20, but that's just something I, I've just had an issue with going forward. Uh, it needs to be corrected. Uh, for me, at least, the teams that convert on third down, it's it's a lot of – it's the game within the game. Keep the drives going. Uh, find ways to extend, extend the drive. That's huge uh, for the team. Uh, Miami did lose the, t- the time of possession battle. Uh, 26 26 minutes and 38 seconds to 33 minutes and 32 seconds. So 
these are little small things, the details, but within a win, you don't really pay attention to it as much. Uh, there was, I think my biggest takeaway again for this team was that they finished the game. And that's what's most important, building a winning culture, a, a culture of being able to finish a 60-minute game. And head coach Manny Diaz had a lot to say about that. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to getroman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash locked for a free visit to get started. Getroman.com slash locked. Now head coach Manny Diaz had a lot to say about the fight of his team, how his team just persevered and just found a way to win a game in a game where Everything seemed to go right early, got challenging midway through, and then they had to, again, find themselves looking themselves in the mirror saying, we need a win. We have to finish. And that's been what they've been preaching, the coaching staff, as well as players in, amongst the team who uh, finishing, just simply finishing. Uh, head coach Manny Diaz was impressed with the offense's ability to show mental toughness, which has been an issue throughout the year. Uh, the offense wasn't pretty. Let's just keep. Let's just put that out there right now. Uh, the offense wasn't pretty, but it was effective at the end, uh, despite having to have a quarterback change. The worst situation to put a guy in, Jared Williams, had to come in in relief at the very end of a game to close a game out. And I guess the coaching staff felt that Jared was gave you the best chance, but bringing him off the bench cold was something that I really questioned. Um, Nikosi Perry hadn't played great, but the offense and the offense needed a spark. Now, Bubba Bolden was a huge piece of the defense. Uh, last week, he started against Georgia Tech. He played in a few snaps. He had a few key snaps on third down, but his role has continued to grow. And with his role continuing to grow, he has been able to now become the communicator on the back end of this defense. You know, he was a big-time five-star recruit coming out of high school, and this is what Miami's been missing, a safety that can be a communicator, be that third piece where they bring a guy, they can rotate those safeties. They're four deep at safety now. Uh, safety was one of the issues in, in that secondary, and now having Bubba Bolden not only have experience but also have the ability to be that leader, be that communicator, be able to sure up that back end as head co as the, uh, defensive coordinator Blake Baker said, this is going to be huge for this team. Now, for me, I, I really want to see more 
of the demeanor that he brought. I want to see more of the bravado that he brought. You know, there's an attitude that he plays with that seems very Miami-like. And a lot of this, these things can't be taught. These are things that are inside you as a, as a player. And I want to see more of that. I want to see more of his ability to not, to not only be a leader in the locker room on the field, but also as a, uh, an extra piece of, those, of that safety rotation. And that's going to be huge for this team. Now, quarterback was quarterback will not be decided up until Wednesday of this week. It's Florida State week, and I, we have a ton to talk about. We have I have so much in store for you guys to, coming forward for the rest of this week. I don't want to give it all away, but Manny Diaz did say that quarterback will not be decided uh, up until until Wednesday, which is huge. I want to see that mystery. I think I wish he'd actually. Uh, make that decision closer to game day Friday or even Saturday morning. Announce it then. Don't give Florida State the ability to game plan for you, especially not knowing. I mean, they have film on both guys, but when you just – it's the mystery of not knowing. And that's good. That was that's going to be – that's your trump card. You know, I want to see more. One of the big keys in the game against Pitt was the, the play of Zach McLeod, senior linebacker who – uh, he had to step in for one of his injured uh, teammates in Michael Pinckney. He's only played in three. This will be his fourth game, which uh, any more games played will will void his red shirt that he really wants to be able to take advantage of. So, But his play in, uh, in this game was huge. Pairing him up with Shaq Quarterman, who is the heart and soul of this defense, was huge. Uh, he made a ton of tackles. He made play after play, line helping line guys up. And quite honestly, uh, it was great to see him out there. He's been kind of the third wheel. We know what Pink can do. We know what uh, Shaq can do. But McLeod, we just don't. He just seems like the third wheel in that big three linebacker uh, core. And it was great seeing him out on the field. He, he, he's knocked off a lot of rust. Uh, he's had limited practice time, so to see him play at such a high level uh, at the time was, for one game was very big, and uh, he's going to be a great mentor in the locker room, I think, and that's going to be a huge thing going into the next season. It's just a shame that you know we have to wait a whole nother year to see him ball out. Now, Greg Russo uh, was just a terror off the edge. Uh, Kenny Pickett really had to know where he was at all times. Uh, Russo is now leading the ACC in sacks. He's 10th in the country in sacks overall, and he's only a redshirt freshman. You know, that's the huge thing about this kid, and he reminds so many of of a former Miami Hurricane and Calais Campbell, and I think that's going to be huge for him going forward is just continuing to get better. He's going to see more double teams. How does he adjust to those double teams? Uh, How does Miami move him around? Do they push him inside a little bit? Can he get stronger? These are all questions that will come in the future, but – one of the big things is his hand usage. I love to see how I love seeing how he's able to use his hands so well, especially going up against more exp- at such an early point in his career. I mean, he's only a redshirt freshman, and he's only going to get better. I hope to see him at least for three more years because I want to see a, a dominant pass rusher just continue to make plays. He's a young kid, and the sky is the limit for him. Now, I alluded to earlier that. You know, it's Florida State week officially, and if you don't win one game, you could go 1-11, but if you don't win one 
game. It better be the Florida State game. It's the biggest rivalry in the state of Florida, and it has meant the most uh, when it comes to national championships, whether it's players going to the NFL. There's tons of talent on both sides of the ball. And, you know, Florida State Week means that we're going to be doing a, some things different here at, uh, on the Locked on Canes podcast. We're going to be bringing on different people from both sides. We're going to give you a little bit of, pers- of perspective from both sides, and that's going to be the interesting thing. Uh, we're going to have different guests on. Uh, don't want to reveal too much just yet, but this is, going to, this is the most interesting week of the year. And, unfortunately, for both teams, you have a number of four in the loss column for both teams, but we can throw all the records out the window. You know, the Canes have a 33-30 to 30 lead uh, series lead over uh, the Knowles. The Knowles, you know, they've caught up a little bit over the years because uh, the program, the program's been down a bit, and yeah, they've won a national championship. It took them long enough, I guess, per se. But you know, we're gonna bring, we may bring on some Noel fans. We definitely might have to have some Canes fans. May, again, make sure we're gonna have a mailbag section. So make sure you leave uh, your questions. Tweet them out to us at Locked On Canes. Leave the hashtag LOC mailbag. And we will answer your questions on Friday. We may even leave a few questions for some of our guests to answer. So make sure you leave that uh, that hashtag LOC mailbag in a tweet to Locked On Canes. Now, FSU week means that there's a bit of a different uh, tempo in practice. You're going to see some other things from this program. You're going to see guys get up for this game. Coach Manny Diaz did actually say that you know he doesn't feel weird per se but he did mention how when he started at Florida State a lot of those guys are not there anymore and it was even weird for him when he got to the program and to the Miami program in 2016 uh you know just faith going into that stadium and facing those guys so you know when I look at this team and I look at this head coach how does he prepare for a team like this. Willie Taggart's a different kind of guy. He's brought in some different offensive pieces. Uh, Cam Akers uh, scares Manny Diaz to death, and you can tell by the way he talks about him, talking, saying how he's developed so well as a player. Uh, he's about a 220-pound back. He was, Cam Akers, a, the, the Florida State running back, is actually he was a former quarterback in high school. He was the number one running back uh, prospect going into uh, into this, into his freshman year, and when I look at it, he's able to do so many things. Uh, he finishes runs really well, so he's going to be a big dynamic piece uh, to how to the success of the Knowles. We don't want them to have a lot of success, so stopping him will be one of the key fir- first things that they need. The Canes need to do to actually get some kind of traction uh, on this on this on this game. So. We're not going to give too much away, but we have to know, again, some of the big-time things that you have to know about this game. Uh, Again, it's going to be played in Tallahassee. We're going into enemy territory, so this is going to be one of those things. This game has has been uh, defined by three points for the last two seasons, and the Canes haven't played well, per se, in the last two two games, but they've done just enough to win games and that's one of the biggest things that you have to take into consideration is doing just enough to win to win games uh head coach mark rick did a, uh, was calling plays at that time and the defense did 
has done a good job, but it just seems like the offense hasn't been able to keep up, and that's going to be a huge thing. Can the offense actually keep up a little bit better? Uh, head coach Dan Eno said it. he's really been working with Nikosi as well as uh, Jaron Williams to get the ball out quicker, so I want to see more of that. That'll be great to see. The offensive line is not still not great, and that's one thing that may concern me a little bit about this team. But um, on the other end, Florida State, when Willie under Willie Taggart, hasn't been the best team in the world when facing adversity. Uh, they run a an up tempo Baylor style of offense where it's a lot of uh, checking who's checking who's in the box. If there's a light box where there's five or six guys from tackle to tackle, those guys will then you can your quarterback can make a decision. Uh, to to hand it off or or go with the RPO looks, you're gonna see a ton of that. We're gonna be you're gonna hear the word, the letters RPO a ton uh, over the next week, so get used to it. We're gonna break down everything about this offense and everything about their defense because we want you to know what you're walking into. We're also gonna break down everything about our offense and everything about our defense going going forward. Uh, guys like DJ Dallas are gonna be back as well. That's gonna be huge on the injury front. Uh, DJ Dallas will be back. Uh, Jeff Thomas should be back after the suspension. That's going to be huge because he's the field stretcher. He's the guy that he we need to make some of those corners back off uh, for my for Florida State because lately teams have just aren't afraid of Miami as far as their their deep speed. And also when I look at how uh, Brevin Jordan has been having has been having to. Uh, stay into as a extra blocker because the offensive line hasn't been great. He's getting his touches, but he needs to get, he needs more touches and I don't want to say force feed him the ball, but he needs the ball in his hands. And uh, after last week where he didn't really, he was kind of erased out of the game a bit. He has to show up big in this one. Uh, I compare Greg Olson. I'm sorry. I compare uh, Brevin Jordan to Greg Olson, the former hurricanes tight end and current, uh, Carolina Panthers tight end. Uh, they're very similar guys. They're not gonna. They're not great blockers, but they do just enough. Uh, but they're great route runners, and that's one of the things that I've really been impressed with with Brevin Jordan is how he's able to slice and dice teams with the as a mismatch. You can put him on the outside and say you're our extra receiver, and who's gonna cover him? A safety's too small, corner's too small. A safety's too slow, corner's too small. Linebacker is at a huge mismatch because it's like putting a receiver on a linebacker. Uh, but at the same time, uh, he can you can put him in the backfield as a blocker. You can put him on in line as a blocker. There's so many things that you can do with him. It's a shame that they haven't been able to do much more with him because of the woes at all on the offensive line. So I want to see more from that. So that's going to be a, a definite talking point throughout the week. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna touch everything about both teams, especially Miami. Uh, we're gonna talk about a little recruiting between these two because Miami has a, a pretty good class, not a great class, but they're right behind Florida State. And Florida State, they have guys uh, coming in. They've lost out on a few big time players over the years to Miami. And this game determines a lot of when it comes to recruiting, which is the lifeblood of the sport. Without recruiting, without being able to win these big rivalry games, none of the other stuff matters. And I think that's going to be huge for uh, both sides. Again, it's in Tallahassee. Knocking off those guys in Tallahassee will be huge for the program going forward. Again, this is not a, this is a complete rebuilding phase. So 
Uh, we got to keep our fingers crossed. Will Kane's fans show up? I hope you guys show up because uh, in a house full of knolls where it's just rocking, uh, it, you know how that gets. And when those guys start rocking, those fans start rocking at Dope Campbell, it, it is just impossible. So um, that'll be a great thing to see, seeing, seeing how the atmosphere of the team is. And the one thing I really want to see is the weather. I want to make sure, I hope the weather is, a good, is, a, is good for this team. Uh, for this game because it, the Canes have been playing in some very not-so-great weather. So uh, one of the things I really want to see uh, change for the, for the Canes as far as um, weather is concerning, playing game day conditions. But before we get out of here, uh, we'll, because we'll be talking a little bit more, we'll be talking Canes and Knowles throughout the week. Uh, make sure you go on Twitter, follow us on Follow us at Locked On Canes. Leave again. I cannot stress so enough. Leave your questions for us. We want to hear from you, the fans. You are the ones that drive this bus. I just I help navigate along the way. So leave your questions. Leave your comments. Tell me what you think of the show. Again, at Locked On Canes on Twitter. You can also find me on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB. I talk a little I talk a little Canes. I talk a little Patriots. I talk a little NFL also. But mainly I'm here to talk Canes with you guys. So go ahead. Make sure you follow me on Twitter for a good for some good reads there as well. Um, but until next time folks, it's all about the U. It's officially Florida State Week and go Canes. <laughs>